Good morning, everybody. It's Monday morning. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. I'm sitting out here on the deck, and it's somewhat overcast. It rained last night, but I tell you what, the sun is peeking out, and it's supposed to be one of the warmer days that we've had up here in the mountains. Um, close to 80 degrees at some point this afternoon, we're going to peak out. Right now, I think it's around 9, 10 o'clock. I don't really know what time it is anymore because I'm working this night job. Um, but I did go and do some socializing yesterday because my nephew um, graduated from high school. He is going to Temple. Um, his big brother went to Temple and got a job for a, a tech company. Really, really smart kid. And he was living in New York City. So that dude... Uh, I'm going to have to visit this summer because I like New York City. Uh, In addition, uh, my son is heading back to IUP. He refuses to get a job this summer, so he's not going to have much money. He just likes laying around, smoking weed, and listening to Pink Floyd. (laughs) I mean, all right, that might be a little bit, like, um, generalized, but, you know, he doesn't feel like... He interviewed for jobs, and nobody's going to hire you if you're only home for two months I got him a job working at a golf course, and he didn't want to take it. It was like 11 bucks an hour, so I don't know, man. What are you going to do? It's 420, you know, with these kids these days. It's always 420. Um, my daughter is a workaholic. Um, she's a swimmer. She does this. She does that. She's constantly working. Um, she's giving swim lessons over the summer. She's got like 20 independent clients, so she's making like five six hundred bucks an hour every week under the table and hardly working you know just working with little kids making them feel comfortable in the water so she's smart as shit I mean I um, was the same way with making money you know it always was never like a real difficult thing for me to do Um, but I didn't like the stress of it man I got out of the business world sooner than later you know well actually I had my own business but I wasn't killing myself you know And now I'm working overnights. But anyway, she is um, just graduated her junior year. She's going to Lehigh to be a medical engineer. Um, So that is uh, a lot of studying. And she is pretty much looking forward to it. So I don't know, man. I don't know where she gets that. Like I wasn't that smart with the books when I was in college. Like I got okay grades. I partied a lot. And succeeded very well in the business world you know from mostly from the socializing that i learned at slippery rock university in butler county pennsylvania (laughs) so you know people are different um you never know what your kids are going to end up doing um but i don't know what i'm going to end up doing you know but i think for now this job at the nursing home is quite rewarding so uh, as far as the Pirates go, it hasn't been that rewarding in their last six games. Um, some of the statistics, um, they have um, averaged just over a dozen strikeouts in those six games, which is not easy to do. Um, I mean, they're striking out about one-third of the of their outs. Um, but it is kind of rare, like, for a team to strike out a dozen batters in one game. Well, they've averaged a dozen strikeouts six games in a row. So as I warned you guys when I said be careful what you ask for, um, you wanted to see a bunch of rookies, but this is what you're going to get, you know, and most of them aren't going to make it. So I don't know if Cal Mitchell's going to make it. He's batting like 205 now. I don't know if Diego Castillo's going to make it. He's batting 204. 
and neither of those guys have particularly good um, peripherals or anything like that, you know, good ops or anything like that either. Um, Sawinski might make it, but it's early. You know, he's still striking out a lot. Um, he strikes out about 28% of the time, which I don't care about strikeout rate with a slugger. Um, but I want to see him slugging 25 to 35 home runs a year if you're going to strike out 30% of the time. That's what you ask for, you know. That is going to get you a job like a Joey Gallo or someone like that, or like a Mason Martin even. Um, so you have that, right? Um, but a couple guys that have been doing well. Um, well, actually, I'm going to focus on just one guy. I mean, I know the pitchers have been doing really well. And we already dove into some of those pitchers, uh, like Thompson is a very good pitcher. Um, now, the problem is people try to look at his stuff versus Mitch Keller. And I'm just saying, like, some Pirates media and think that Mitch Keller has a higher ceiling. Now, you have no idea what a guy's ceiling is. I mean, if you look at what um, the guy that used to be on the Pirates that pitched for uh, the Braves yesterday or the other day, um, Charlie Morton, most of his pitches are like 81 to 87 miles an hour. He throws a lot of off-speed stuff, right? So you can't tell me you know what good stuff is because you're not a major league pitcher or a hitter. So you're not standing in the box. The only thing you can really check as far as peripherals go, if you really want to check that stuff, um, just look at how the guy's whip is. Um, look at how many swings and misses they get. And really just look at how they're doing, you know. I mean, Mitch Keller obviously does not do well. And if you just look at his results, it's sometimes confidence on the mound. Um, he goes into funks where he can't throw strikes, you know, which is sort of the same thing that's happening to Quintana. Even though he's not getting a lot of walks, guys aren't swinging at his um, balls anymore. He said balls. <laughs> guys aren't swinging at his balls anymore. So he has to catch more of the plate. And he's got like a six ERA in his last three games. So it hasn't been going well. I don't expect things to go well for Quintana. I was never really sold on Quintana anyway. I mean, his ERA since 2017 is somewhere close to five. Uh, in addition, he's been hurt. And that's why the Cubs just let him go for nothing. And you got him for two million bucks. So, you know, don't tell me that uh, this and that. And like, you know, he had a nice start. But then guys are catching on to what he's trying to do. You know, I mean, he's a crafty veteran, as Charlie Morton is. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to really dazzle anybody from here on out. You know, he's probably already hit the fact where hitters have enough of a book on him that they're going to start laying off the stuff that he doesn't throw for strikes and waiting until he comes in the zone where he's been missing middle in. And that's why he gave up three bombs yesterday, you know? So this particular version is more like the real version of, um, of Quintana. Uh, now, early in his career, you know, before his injuries and stuff, he was pretty good. But you're talking like 10 years ago, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's just sort of holding on, doing the crafty veteran thing. And I wouldn't expect a lot from... Quintana moving forward into this season. Um, somebody is probably going to trade trade for him to be a reliever. 
I don't think he's necessarily a starter on a contending team. Um, but, you know, a lot of people like relievers uh, heading into the playoffs. Last year, 50 relievers were traded at the deadline. And the Pirates are probably going to trade Quintana. They might trade Bednar. And they're going to try to trade any reliever that they can. And they're probably also going to trade, um, not probably, but they're possibly also going to trade someone like um, these other guys, you know. I don't think they would trade um, Thompson because they just got him. They're not going to trade Bruins and Contreras. But if they can get something for JT Brubaker, they might trade him. I mean, you just know how Ben Sherrington likes to work and how he gets trade fever, you know. He's addicted to trades, you know. He wants to catch that diamond in the rough. And speaking of catching that diamond in the rough, that's what I was going to talk about today is Tucapata Marcano. I'd looked a lot into him. I did a somewhat of a deep dive into the kid who's from uh, North Carolina. Uh, And what am I talking about, North Carolina? Brennan Malone was from North Carolina, who I'm going to touch on later. Tucapita Marcano was actually from a town, Tucapito, Venezuela. That massive country, you know, Venezuela. Um, And he was discovered when he was 17 years old and signed by the San Diego Padres as a free agent. And he had this amazing year when he was only 18 in the rookie league. He batted 160 at-bats, get this, 395 he batted with a 940 OPS. Um, Now, he doesn't, he's never going to hit for a lot of power. Those two home runs that you saw were sort of um, an enigma. Uh, It was unusual that he's going to, like, barrel up balls like that. But he's been hitting singles, doubles, you know. He has been what they need, somebody that can hit the ball, you know. Really, having him in the leadoff, uh, even though he doesn't necessarily take a shit ton of pitches and he doesn't take a shit ton of walks, um, they don't have a leadoff hitter. And it's it's a lot better than having Vogelbach as a leadoff hitter because Vogelbach is regressing to what he normally is, and he's been batting under 200 as of late. And even though he's seeing pitches, do you really want to lead off every game with a strikeout, you know? So... Marcano, I had a couple people ask me, can you do a deep dive on Marcano? So I I listened to a couple of his interviews that were translated. Um, Really impressive kid, right? Um, This is a guy that, first of all, he looks like a major leaguer, if you've seen him on the field. Um, He's just so confident scooping the balls up that you want to see him in an infield with Key Brian Hayes because he is a slick infielder that makes plus plays and also makes most of the regular plays. So personally, I'd probably play him at shortstop eventually um, because I don't think O'Neill Cruz is going to be a very good shortstop defensively. And I don't think Lyover Paguero is going to be a pretty good shortstop defensively. So the only guys you have in the system, you're probably going to draft a shortstop this year, but we'll get to the draft much later in these, you know, as we get closer to there uh, and talk about Brooks Lee. But, They need a shortstop that can field and hit, and they haven't had one of those in a long time, you know? Um, Even when they were good in 2013, their shortstop was sort of a suspect, you know? I can't even tell you the last time the Pirates had a really good hitting and fielding shortstop. You guys would know better than me, you know? They probably had one in the late 70s. They probably had one in the early 90s. Um... But other than that, you know, 
Now, I don't know if this guy is going to hit that well, um, but I do know from listening to his interviews that one thing he's known for is studying the pitchers and looking for trends and working really hard. And that's what I like to see, you know? That's sort of what I don't know um, from what I've heard that O'Neill Cruz does so much. I know Paguero is a hard worker at the plate, but Paguero doesn't like to work on his defense. Um, so neither of those guys, those guys are gifted. Um, Tucapato's gifts, Tucapita's gifts are different in other ways. Um, he has the ability to control the bat. So you can't put a, um, a shift on Tucapita Marcano. He'll beat it, you know. If you need a base hit with a runner on second and two outs, like I said the other day on Twitter, he's your guy, you know. And that's what they need is a good slap hitter, you know. They have enough guys striking out. They have, And he will strike out from time to time, but they have enough guys striking out. They have enough guys swinging out of their shoes. Um, they need a good old-fashioned hitter, you know. And that is Tucapita Marcano. And the fact that he, he is a slick fielder, um, I got to give it to Ben Sherrington. He really wanted this guy, and he actually looks like he wanted the right guy, you know. Um, Venezuelan hitters generally do not like to take walks, and I don't think Marcano is much different. Like, he would prefer to make contact. Um, but he's shown the ability here early in his major league career um, to make contact into the outfield, you know. Like, he lifts the ball just enough to get it over the shortstop's head or he'll hit the ball accurately enough to find a hole in the infield you know so his BABIP has been good and that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to regress into anything just because you know some guys are good hitters some guys are just good at hitting it where they want to hit it you know and he's even you know hit a couple doubles so he has the ability to hit gap-to-gap power. Um, So I don't know what I can say about Tucapita Marcano, other than most of us were wrong that we're ripping on Ben Sherrington, myself, the NS9 crew, even Cody Duncan, you know, that weren't as high on Tucapita Marcano because when he came to the Pirates, he just had a god-awful year at the plate last year. I mean, he batted 220 with an ops in the, you know, low 600s. It was really, really bad, right? But you know, that was coming over into a different organization. Who knows if he was hurting or what? You know, who knows what was going on in that short stint? <clears throat> but actually, over the course of his career, Tucapita Marcano has shown the ability to, to control his bat, you know? He's like a Ty Cobb almost as far as, you know, he could control his bat. I'm trying to think of that guy um, that was on Seattle that had all those hits, you know, that was really good at bat control that came over from Japan. It's been so long, I kind of forget the guy's name. Um, but he has the ability to get you a base hit, you know? And in that way, he really is like Adam Frazier, you know? Uh, but he might be a little... Uh, he is a little better defensively than Adam Frazier because he's just got that slickness. Um, Frazier was pretty dependable because he really worked on it in the infield. But this guy just sort of has some God-given talent in order to just smoothly get to a ball and throw the runner out. Not unlike Key Brian Hayes at third base, you know? 
So I would love to see Marcano eventually at shortstop um, because those two guys next to each other would be great because we have a lot of guys that can play second base already. I mean, if Jiwon Bay hits, you know, he could be a second baseman. If Chavis hits consistently enough to stay in the major leagues, he could be your second baseman. And if Diego Castillo gets his confidence back, you know, after he goes to the minor leagues, he could be your second baseman. And that's not even mentioning little Nicky, Nick the Stick Gonzalez, who's targeted for second base, you know? So, I mean, we know at this point you can't just count on Nick Gonzalez. You can't count on first-rounders to always make it. Um, He has struggled this year. He's hurt right now. So it doesn't hurt to take a look at some other options, you know? rather than just penciling guys in. Um, Just because, just the same way, you know, people thought we could pencil in O'Neal Cruz at shortstop, but he hasn't been good enough defensively where he's not going to stick at that position, you know? So you just never know. You want to have a lot of options. And that's one thing that Ben Sherrington's been good at doing is getting a lot of options. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, this team is never going to win with this waves of rookies strategy. Um, You need to have good veterans on your team, either guys that you're signing long-term or good veterans that you're bringing in, like the Cubs did when they brought in Al Mora Jr., you know, someone like that, like a really good, or I think the Reds brought him in from the Cubs. But in any case, you need some guys like that, you know? You need some good veterans, not the crappy veterans that we bring in that are either waived by another team You know, or they cost you like 32 cents or they're like super injury prone, you know, like the catcher we got. Like you actually have to make a decent signing and spend maybe like, I don't know, four years, 20 million at least on somebody, you know, on somebody like a Ben Gamble that's good enough to be an everyday major league player, you know, maybe someone even more dependable than a Ben Gamble, but I don't know if the Pirates are ever going to do that. I'm happy that they're keeping key Brian Hayes. But even though this, this strategy may not work, this bringing in waves of rookies every year, even though this strategy may not work, there are a few good players. And the guy that um, DM'd me said that Tupacata Marcano could be the third piece that we're looking for after um, Reynolds and Hayes. Now, I'm still worried about them trade. I think Reynolds is going to be traded, you know. Maybe not this year. But when you look at how much money he's going to cost, like $20 million a year, uh, I don't think it's going to happen for Reynolds with the Pirates long term. I do think that um, they can find some cheaper options to keep long term. Um, if um, they can get like a player that does well early on, Signed to a cheaper contract. Um, a good example would be the Braves with um, the guy I couldn't pronounce yesterday, you know, Junior. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be great. And that's what you're trying to do. But until that happens, it's just going to be waves of rookies that are not that great. But every once in a while, you'll have guys show the ability to possibly be an everyday player. And we know that Captain Jack is possibly a major league player. But the problem with him is um, he's also striking out about 28% of the time, which I don't really care as long as you're hitting all those home runs, you know. 
But I don't know if he is going to hit me 25 to 35 home runs every year. You know, he's got a lot of holes in his swing. Pitchers are going to study what he's doing. He's only batting 220, you know. So we are a long way from saying that either of these guys are going to be major league regulars. Really, you don't know. I mean, look at the start Kevin Newman had. You know, he batted 300 his first year. And everybody thought, oh, man, we can pencil him in, right? Well, you never know because pitchers adjust. And now people hate Kevin Newman. And he's not a major league regular, you know. He's probably like a platoon guy because his bat's not very good. Um, He's a defensive replacement, you know, and an occasional start. So, I mean, that's the kind of guys you're going to get. Um, But if you can find good players, you know, and I'm not sure that Captain Jack is going to be that player. I think Tupacato Marcano has a better chance of being that player because he has such good bat control, you know. Um, He has really good um, ability to get you a hit when needed, you know to lead off the game with a base hit. Um, Really to average 280, you know? Uh, And that's what you're looking for. Even if your ops is only 750, which is not that bad, um, if he's got that slick fielding infielder at at shortstop and he can have an ops of 750, he's my shortstop, you know? The other option at shortstop, I mean, there's not many slick fielders that are hitting the ball much in this organization. The other guy is Jared Triolo, and he's got a little ways to go as far as showing that he can hit on a consistent basis. Uh, but I've, I've been impressed, as you have, with Marcano. And one thing that I've learned a lot about is his work ethic when it comes to studying pitchers and when it comes to taking a lot of ground balls in the infield. And that's another big problem with Cruz and Paguero and why the team gets annoyed with them sometimes, particularly with Cruz is they don't like to put in the extra time in the infield, you know. They're somewhat prima donnas, you know. They think that their bats are that good, that they don't have to work on their defense. And it may be the case, you know, who knows. Um, It might be the case with Paguero. He's a lot younger than O'Neill Cruz. I still have doubts as far as how good O'Neill Cruz is going to be in the major leagues because he's got so many holes in his swing and he hits a lot of ground balls. Um, what if they don't outrule the, the shift next year, you know? He hits a lot of ground balls into the shift, you know? So I don't know, you know, as far as how good O'Neill Cruz is going to be. I would have to say Tupacato Marcano has just as good a chance as making it as O'Neill Cruz, which sounds crazy, but when you think about when they do these um, prospect lists, all they're thinking about is upside. All they're looking at is home runs hitting the roof, and exit velo and stuff like that. Potential, you know? But potential really doesn't get you much. There is a long laundry list of guys every year that are gifted, but they just never put it together in the major leagues as good as somebody like um, the Jay Hay kid, you know? As good as guys that just work really hard, you know? Like maybe a Jack Sawinski, you know? He's always worked really hard, you know? Um... Like a Thompson, you know? Guys worked really hard to be a number one starter on the Pirates. Now, I know he's a number three starter on most teams, but at least the guy's a legitimate starter, you know? And he's the best starting pitcher the Pirates have right now. And that includes a guy that I love, Roanzi Contreras, who has obviously more electric stuff, 
but he's not up to Thompson yet as far as knowing what to do up there. He's not going to be as consistent as Thompson. And Thompson has been nothing but consistent his last five starts. Um, So he has the ability to do that over long periods of time. And he doesn't have the injury concerns of somebody throwing 98 miles an hour, you know, like Rowanzi Contreras. But he certainly throws hard enough to be effective. Um, So, I mean, you're talking about a few people we can pencil in because I don't think we're going to trade Thompson. And I think he's going to be in our starting pitching lineup for a while. You know, as far as other guys that are decent, that look like they're going to be in our starting pitching lineup, I'm hopeful on Rowanzi Contreras, but I'm concerned that he's going to get injured, you know. So I'm not going to pencil him in, uh, but I would pencil in like a Michael Burrows, you know. So really, we have a couple of guys that you can pencil in. Um, Brubaker, like I said, you never know. They might just trade him this year if they get something young for him because that's kind of what um, Ben Sherrington's trying to do is to win without spending any money. And to do that, you have to keep bringing bodies in that don't make any money. And you have to keep finding guys like Tucapito Marcano. Um, who, you know what? He is from Venezuela. He would probably sign a team-friendly deal if he hits. Let's say all of 2023 he hits. Or even if he just hits the rest of this year. Imagine if he's got like a 300 average at the end of the year. And they decide to extend him. I think that everybody would be on board for that. Because he would sign one of these team-friendly international extensions, you know, where he's making like maybe four or five million dollars a year for like eight years, you know? I mean, he would do that. So that is what we're looking at with Marcano. The other guy I was going to look at is Brennan Malone because he pitched yesterday. And I got to listen to a couple interviews of Brennan Malone as well. Um, He is a guy that was very gifted coming out of high school. He is a guy that's known to be like Rowanzi Contreras slash uh, Michael Burrows when he's on the mound. Just like a mean motherfucker, you know? Just somebody who's really confident that knows he's going to mow you down, you know? Like a Bednar type. And that is, and he's probably more like Bednar. Um, I think Anthony has said basically because of his injury history, which is back related. Um, You know, he's had so many back-related injuries. He's had upper lat injuries. Um, So if you ever do, like, the back thing where you pull the the big bar down towards your body, you're working on your lats. But he's also had lower lat injuries. So he has upper and lower back injuries, which is probably going to keep him from being a starter. Um, Brennan Malone is probably targeted as a reliever. Um, Because we just don't know if he can hold up multiple innings. And like I said, I'd be perfectly happy to move David Bednar into the starter role. You know, if they're going to trade him just because he's a reliever. Because all that guy does is get outs. Um, But Brennan Malone was very highly thought of out of high school. Because he's got that great attitude and he's got three plus pitches. He throws 95, 96 miles an hour. Um, He has a really good curveball. And he's got a good cutter. So, slider, whatever you want to call it. I mean, a cut fastball could be the same as a slider. Basically, it's a ball that moves, but you throw it hard, you know? Your curveball generally is going to be um, softer pitch in the 80s. And that's why if you have a hard pitch that slides, it's why you call it something different, basically, you know? 
And what I was explaining to people the other day is that um, you could say that um, Michael Burrows only has three pitches, and he has one of the best changeups in the Eastern League right now. Um, but he also has one of the best curveballs and one of the sneakiest fastballs in the Eastern League. But he'll also spin his fastball, you know. And you could call it a cut fastball. You can call it a slider. You know, he won't tell you that he's doing it, so they don't list it as a fourth pitch. But sometimes, if he wants to, he can put a little bit more movement on that fastball because he is the master of spin, you know. Um, That was his nickname, you know. Brandon Malone is no different, you know. He's got really high spin rates. He's not to the point of being like like a Bednar or a... um, or really any of the guys that we've talked about. You know, he's he's a raw, unfinished product, which is why his whip is usually more around like one and a half. And to be a really good pitcher in the majors, you want to get that down to 120. But ideally, you want to get it down to like 114 or something like that where Burroughs is. I mean, when you get a guy like Burroughs who has nine, nine or ten strikeouts per nine and their whip is under one most of the time, boom, you know, that's a major league pitcher. And if you wonder why um, Mitch Keller, you know, is probably never going to be a good major league pitcher, boom, his whip is always like 160, 170, 180. And when you give guys in the major leagues free passes, you know, Brennan Malone's only 21, by the way. He's solidly 21. He'll be 22 by the end of the year. But when you give people in the major leagues free passes, they're going to score. And I think the Braves showed you that, you know, with the Braves lineup. And I think the Cardinals will show you that with the Cardinals lineup. But I tell you what, we have a good chance of getting a couple of these Cardinal games because they're throwing a couple of rookies out there themselves. And those are the kind of guys that we can hit. You know, the Cardinals have had some issues with injuries, with their starting pitching, as they normally do. And we don't usually win two out of four in St. Louis. But the pitchers that they're throwing out there, I think the Pirates have a chance to win two out of four of these games. The problem is they don't hit, like I said, you know. They've been striking out a dozen times on average a game. And that's probably not good, you know. Um, You got to do some improvement there. And I don't think it's going to improve anytime soon because there's just too many rookies on this squad, you know. But I do think the fact that um, they're throwing a couple rookies at us, that our rookies might be able to perform well and do as good as they did in the minor leagues. And that's why I could think they could take a couple of these games. So, hey, let's enjoy the series, man. We got a Monday. We got two games on Tuesday. And then we got a Wednesday, you know. So we get four games in three days. And I'm excited about it. And I know you are too. Peace out.